Yeah, how'd your day go? What, you didn't do nothing? for a little bit and then my roommate came in so she anyway so she said she was going to call me back later and uh, then uh, that's it yeah I'm giving my two weeks notice at this job tomorrow okay isn't that hard selling it's not even hard. It's just like not been a lot of people coming in looking at phones. They say you gotta well, stop I mean, like people and like like a hundred people a day and it's just like I don't know yeah, well, a, the plans well enough to stop people and be like, hey, you know, here's this plan that's better than the plan you're on and da da da. It's just like I just don't know enough and it would require a lot more learning and shit. Well, I mean, I mean, you just, I mean, because they gave you the stuff to memorize. It's all in your notebook, right? No. Like, uh, I took notes while I was in the orientation, but I couldn't keep up with, like, the guy because he was going a little bit too fast. So, like, you know, he was saying, oh, take a screen capture of this, take a screen capture of this, and my phone and my laptop wouldn't, uh, well, my laptop wouldn't do screen captures. So, and that was what worked best on it, because my phone was cutting in and out during the orientation, so it's just like I'm having to constantly call my manager 
every time somebody has a question and shit. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a drag, you know. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd be really talking to the manager a lot. Yeah, I just don't want this job. I thought it would be easier. Okay. Yeah, but then I'll, by the time I get done with this job, I should have like, I don't know, six, eight hundred saved up. Or like, I don't know, like how much would I have? Because like, I'm not working like the 40 hours. I'm probably working like 45 hours a week. Well, 35. Let me run that through the calculator. Yeah, because, like, they have me scheduled to be there at, like, 11 most days, like, like Wednesday and Friday, and I can't get there at that time, so, because of my groups, and I told him, he's just like, oh, I'll just get there whenever you, you know, get there, so I'm getting, like, seven hours on Wednesday and Friday, the other times I get there on time. So I'm probably missing like an hour, so probably 37, 38 hours. Uh, Let's see, 38 times 3 is 114, 114 hours by the time I quit, give or take. Times twelve bucks an hour. Yeah, so I should have a little over a thousand by the time I quit this job. Like one thousand three hundred, one thousand two hundred. Right up. Yeah, so when I leave this job, I'm not gonna be broke for a while. Right on. That's cool. And then I could, you know, pay for my CNA training with my the rest of my. Uh, stimulus money and then I could just sit on that you know thousand bucks or whatever yeah because I definitely want the reference but I'm never doing sales again like I've tried it too many times and failed too many times but uh you ready to dive into the news yeah, let's dive into the news. Splash, splash, splash. Okay, we were on Yahoo yesterday. The first story is Gladys Knight's wife is the most gorgeous woman ever. <laughs> well, so Gladys Knight's a lesbian then. I guess. Yeah, that'd be a weird thing if she could change it to If I was your woman and you were my woman. Yeah, that's a slideshow. I don't care enough to go research that. Okay. 
Yeah, and then the next one is... Unless you're, unless you're a Gladys Knight fan, then would you really care about what, what her lesbian wife looks like? You know, or, or unless you're a lesbian, like, yeah, I wish I was licking her pussy. Yeah, um, I mean, I've heard Gladys Knight's music, and I know her name, but I've never particularly been a fan. I don't know, you know, like, I, I liked her... I don't know, what's the two best songs I remember from her that I liked? I'd say the... The Midnight Train to Georgia, because I heard it when it was, it was real big when I was, like, when I just turned five. And uh, there was a song called The Friendship Train that, uh, for some reason, uh, Kiss FM, when they were trying to, I don't know, mix disco with soul or something, played it on when I was 12, and, and I always thought that was a pretty cool song. That one, and what was another one? Uh, this other one about... Uh, uh, how to keep on keeping on or something. Those are like the three best songs ever from her. Kind of yeah, I know that song. keep keeping on song. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the first time I heard that song, I was in Hawaii. And it was on the radio in Kauai on some radio station. Damn, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Uh, Those Samoan chicks are hot. Oh, that reminds me of that uh, um, show back in the 90s or early 2000s. It was about like a uh, relic hunter or whatever. She worked at a... Yeah, she worked at a museum... It was like this Hawaiian chick, man. She was fucking smoking. Well, you know, they got some pretty good bud there. So. Sounds good. Yeah, I've never had Maui Wow. Oh, I have. It's fucking... Not as good as Humboldt or Oregon, but I'd say it's the third best bud I've ever had. Oh, nice. That must have been some good had, I think I had Hawaiian like twice in my life, like or three times in my life. But uh, the first time, no, no, only twice in my life. And uh, it was uh, first time is when I just went to the when the San Francisco Fires uh, Club was happening. Uh, the first fires like medical marijuana fires club and I got to go there and back in those days the nerve didn't have to be from from just California so they had bud from all over the world and so or all over the I don't know at least all over the country and I got some Hawaiian bud and, and uh, me and my old friend Bill smoked it and had a really good trip this is a really good trip this was like still back when I was on the the hippie Jesus Rastafari uh, thing and, and, uh, with, with some really good buds and then the second time I had it was when this dude uh, from Hawaii came to the hemp office and had some Hawaiian bud and I was just that one was just more of a just com- being completely wasted there wasn't so much of a theme to the trip I was just really wasted and in a really beautiful fantasy world and uh, it, it was it was good, but yeah, nice. 
I was in the fantasy world, like, uh, eating those edibles in Nevada. Yeah, hey, right up. Yeah, that was, like, the best edibles I ever had. I'm trying to think what the best edibles I ever had was. I'd say when Samaya made cookies. If you'd eat two of her cookies, you were in a very good state for the next day and a half, probably. Because her cookies were, like, huge. You eat, like, two of those. It took, would take you forever to eat the cookies. But when you're done eating those cookies, you are completely wasted all night. And the next morning, you got a good buzz. And you're just, like, feeling good. And everything's cool. Till probably about 6 o'clock that next night. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much how those, uh... Well, I wouldn't say they kept you high that long, but, like, you know, you'd wake up the next morning and still be high, but then, you know, like, when I would take those, like, it got me so high that I felt like puking, you know? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend that puked after eating some cookies that I gave <laughs> We always call that the cookie incident. Yeah, it was just gummies, though. It wasn't even cookies. Like, I've never had good, like, pot cookies before. Yeah, but uh, the first story besides that Gladys Knight one is you're making this personal. Fauci's tense exchange. Fauci's what? Tense exchange. Oh, wow. If we should take everything that Fauci's doing personal. He has fucked over this country, taken away our freedom in this country, and turned this into a socialist country, you know, within the past year. It's re- I mean, whether it's socialist or not, it's just he took away our freedom, and we really should take it personal against it, really. Yeah, Representative Jim Jordan's questioning of Dr. Anthony Fauci over when Americans can return to their pre-pandemic lives sparked a heated exchange. Oh, right. And I got to hear that because I bet Jim Jordan's arguments are so much better than Fauci. Dr. Anthony Fauci pressed by a Republican lawmaker Thursday over when Americans will get their liberties back, gave his clearest explanation yet as to when COVID-19 restrictions could be safely lifted, saying the U.S. must get its infection rate under 10,000 new cases a day. Okay, so how did Jim Jordan respond to that? Uh, hold on a second. Uh, my manager's calling me. Okay. Yeah, what's up, Tim? Hey, sorry, I just thought that you had called earlier. Oh, yeah, it was a while ago. Like, yeah, I yeah. just had a question about a guy. What did he ask? Uh, yeah, he asked me about switching, like, a, a cricket phone, like, a SIM card to a prepaid. Now, I think you already answered that question before. Okay. Um, yeah, so a lot of those, like, for the prepaid, uh, you can tell them that, like, they're self-service. Like, uh, we, we don't have to help them all that much with the, the prepaid. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
up pretty well. Like our systems don't really have much in the way of doing anything with those. It's just calling their customer service. Uh, so like they could transfer their SIM card from a regular Cricket phone, like a, a postpaid to a prepaid phone? Um, they might need a different SIM card for that, but they might be able to. But e- either way, it would have to be like their customer service that could, you know, do that. Oh, okay. Thanks for answering that question, Tim. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, have a good day. Yeah, you too. I'll do Kyle, you there? Yeah. All right, I'm back. Cool. Yeah, I'm just wondering how I'm going to break the news of that. I'm going to be giving my two weeks notice tomorrow. Okay, well, what, what do you say to you? Oh, nothing. He was just asking me, you know, about how I called earlier. It's like, dude, you called me after my shift is over. <laughs> after what? Like, he called me back after my shift was over. Oh, okay. Yeah, Damn, when I get my call back, it takes the phone, like, forever to tell me that I'm off the hold. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, call retrieved. Center soft key okay. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm really concerned about that center soft key for some reason. What does that do? Is that the OK button? It does a bunch of shit. It's like, it's the main one you do to change anything on this phone, I guess, or something. It always tells you, press center soft key right to do this, or press center soft key left to do this, or press it the, to do this, or press it backwards. Is it the OK button, like, for the arrows, or is it the number five button? No, it's, it's above the phone. It's like, uh, it's like above the numbers, and it's, like two things above the number. Oh yeah, your cell for, phone is for blind people, right? No, it's a regular cell phone. Huh. Never heard of a soft key. I don't know, but this phone has it. Yeah, but I think Fauci is just making excuses now. Yeah, no, I mean, his reasons are really crappy reasons. But okay, so okay, so so it doesn't even says, matter like how many people get vaccinated. It's how many people are getting infected every day. Like that's what he's basically saying. Okay, that's good though. That's better than judging it on how many people get vaccinated. But okay, so then how does Jim Jordan respond to Fauci at that point? And then uh, Jordan asked him, what is low enough? Give me a number. That would be that the number of infections per day were well below 10,000 per day, Fauci said. At that point okay. and up to that point, there would be a gradual pulling back of some of the restrictions you're talking about. Okay, so then what is what does Jim Jordan say after that? Uh, 
the exchange with Fauci, whom Republicans are increasingly using as a political target, grew so tense that an exasperated Fauci accused Jordan of ranting. At one point, Fauci told Jordan, I think you're making this a personal thing, and it isn't. It's not a personal thing. No, it's very thing. personal. It is very personal for all of us people in, in the country how much our freedom's been taken away, and we should take it very fucking personal. <laughs> I mean, I, I came up with, especially like, this is like one comment that I've heard. Um, I'm trying to think how to... It's, it's really like something that really hit me from my, my, my LSD residuals. It's just that the establishment always, and the demon kind of pointed it out, like the voice of the demon pointed it out to me, that the establishment always gets angry with it. I mean, this is like way back in the early 2000s, I'm getting there, like 2003 or so. The establishment is always angry when we take... The way that they keep taking away our freedom personal. And I, I keep thinking of that. There was a really good punk rock song that was out. Uh, and I forgot who did it. But it's like, of course I've got something personal against you. You know, like that is, that song, especially after I, I have felt it from the acid residuals, that song really hits me heavy a lot when it comes to what's happening with the government on an ongoing basis. You know, like every time they do something to take away our freedom, we should always take it personal against the cops, against the politicians, against these unelected health officials, against everybody that's in the damn government. But okay, I mean, it sucks that they didn't say more what uh, Jim Jordan's rant was in the article, because I think that would have... I think they they wrote the article without going into the best parts of what Jim Jordan would think. They barely said anything that he said in this article. Yeah, let's keep reading, because like Anthony Fauci said, we're not talking about liberties. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 562,000 Americans. Yeah, no, that's it. But Fauci is acting like our liberties don't matter. That when it comes to health... Our freedom doesn't matter. That health is more important than freedom. And freedom should be way more important than health. Always. And then when they say, oh, your liberties don't matter. We're not talking liberties. Because they don't want to mention liberty. They don't want to mention freedom. Freedom doesn't mean shit to Fauci. Yeah, that statement he just said proves that. Yeah. So, okay, so what, what does Jim Jordan say back after after he says that? Or yeah, this uh, isn't quoting him at all. Like, it just says, Jordan became so antagonistic that Democratic Representative Maxine Waters snapped at him after he continued speaking after his question time had expired, telling him, you need to respect the chair and shut your mouth. Okay, and, and usually I have respect for for Maxine Waters, but now she's starting to sound like a fucking socialist dictator. When somebody wants to talk about freedom, they need to shut their mouth? Yeah, pretty much. God damn. 
I mean, in general, I like her as a politician, but all these politicians that I've liked ever since this lockdown has happened have become more like like communist dictators. And it's really fucked up to me. It's like, this is why I'm an anarchist and not a socialist. And not, and not really a communist. And I've always felt that, like, whenever I talk to the, to, especially to the communists that I do, like, when I was, uh, even in junior college, I'm like, so you dudes really want to have that kind of power, too, just like the Republicans and the Democrats. And it always seemed like that to me. But, you know, like, all these politicians that I thought were cool, now that, now that they got the, the reins of, of power so tight on us, and now that the control, now that they're the ones... You know, tightening everything down on us. Now they're acting like everything that I didn't like about the, you know, what, what I thought the Russians were and shit. It, it's not cool. Yeah, they finally quoted Jordan. Uh, I'm just asking you when it's going to end. You can say I'm ranting. I'm actually asking a question that the citizens I get the privilege of representing in my name actually goes on the ballot. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I mean, it sucks. They didn't say more of what he said because I bet he had a good argument. And I kind of think this article probably was skewing things against him. <sighs> Yeah, it barely quoted him. It's like only one or two quotes directly from him. Yeah, no, that, that's a drag. Like, so I'd say this this article definitely has uh, a bias against uh, Jim Jordan here. And then he found, she said, when we get the people in this country vaccinated, the overwhelming people of this country we project that we that we project that will very likely be sometime in the beginning to mid of the summer yeah as soon as we can get as many of you killed as we can and, and get our depopulation program working then maybe we'll let you have your freedom back maybe no i do not trust fauci for shit Yeah, fuck Fauci. And then U.S. punishes Putin for allegedly aiding Trump. Okay, how's this happening? And this kind of sucks. We really need to make peace with Putin, really. I mean, he's a fucked up leader. But God damn it, you got to put him through more shit because... Uh, of him making peace. I mean, I could understand putting him through shit if you really, like, let out that, that him and Trump were doing a, uh, an oil agreement, but nobody's talking about this oil agreement. It's all about just nothing major when whenever they want to, you know, it's like, oh, 
you know, Trump shouldn't have worked with Putin and all this. And it's just like, I don't know, kind of lame the way they do it. But okay, so what, what are they doing to punish Putin? And, and yeah, well, let's go into this. Let's read this article. Let's go into this article. Sanctions. Oh, Jesus. More sanctions against Russia. Well, that's not going to help us make peace with them. I don't think it's a good idea. Damn, I mean, this is the same shit we did to Iraq and Haiti. And, all, and this is like back then that the... the well, this was when Clinton was in office and they did this kind of shit. And people, you know, radical liberals were saying sanctions have always been fucked up. And I, I still think sanctions in general are pretty fucked up. I thought it in the 90s and I still think that now. I just think that sanctions are really a slap on the wrist when it comes to political affairs. No, it isn't really a slap on the wrist because, like, Trump was doing it to to Iran and it was making things hard. It's just... If we're we're making peace with people, we... uh, or whatever, you know, like we shouldn't be using that as a way to, to screw with the government when they don't do what we want them to do, really. Yeah, and then here's an article. I remember when, when, the, when Clinton was doing it to Iraq and Haiti, and, and it really just winds up hurting the people that live there more than anything. That's the point. And, uh... Bush was doing the same thing. Both Bushes, I think, or one Bush at least was doing that. It, it was always a pretty lame thing. Next article is police. No apology owed for incident with army officer. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's the one we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That, that sucks. So, so uh, I bet Mexican dudes are pissed off at the at, at this thing happening. Well, okay, the what, dude what is, is this article? The dude is Mexican and black. Yeah. Okay. So both, you know, both of the the two most oppressed minorities in this country are probably really pissed off about this. Then. So, uh, so yeah, let, let's go into this article because this sounds pretty important too. Uh, while he said the he felt bad for how the events of a traffic stop late last year unfolded, the police chief of the town where a black and Latino military officer from Petersburg, Virginia, was accosted by two of his officers said Wednesday that he does not think the soldier is in need of an official apology. Okay. Well, but, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just really tired of everybody apologizing. So it's like, I don't know. In a way, I kind of, in a way, I don't know. In a, in a way, uh, way I kind of respect that. You know, like in a way, okay, the the, the uh, most racist politicians, I guess. At least they're not apologizing like everybody. Like I hear, just hear too many people apologizing. So at least somebody's not apologizing. At least I give it to that. But, uh, but I hear too many people apologizing for everything. <laughs> yeah. In response, Army Lieutenant 
Karen Lazario's legal team said Windsor Police Department Chief Rodney D. Riddle continues a false narrative. Yeah, Reddit. Did you hear But yeah, the uh, Did you hear me? What did he say again? In response. How many people are talking to people? Uh, the lieutenant's legal team said that the police chief is continuing a false narrative of the case and blaming their client for initiating it. They said the video of the stop shows otherwise that their client was nothing but compliant. Yeah. I, I think the... Uh Lawyers on this dude's side are telling more of the truth than these cops are, but yeah, but, I mean their their narrative is completely bullshit. Yeah. yeah, but like this statement shows that they don't give a fuck about what the narrative is. He said, like the police chief said, "I'm gonna own what we did." Yeah, but I don't know if that's I don't know, like. I don't know what to say about that, because, like, whatever I say could be interpreted in any fucked up way. It's like, in a way, I don't know. It's like, in a way, I just am so tired of hearing everybody apologize for everything that it's refreshing to not hear somebody apologize, but then it's always these racist dudes that aren't apologizing. <laughs> so, it's like, in a way, I like that that he's not apologizing, but in another way, I, it's like... Okay, so you're saying it's okay to fuck with this dude, you know, because he was black and Mexican. You know, it's like, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at it both ways and just like, uh, not sure what I think about that. You know, I mean, outside of that, I think that the dude, the, the cop's narrative is definitely fake. But I, I still kind of feel good that at least somebody's not apologizing when I've heard just so many people apologize for everything for stuff that doesn't make sense to apologize for, but this makes sense to apologize for, but I just heard so many people apologize for shit that, like, why the hell are you apologizing, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I'm not sure what to think about this. Because I just picture, like, a bunch of people wanting me to apologize for something and then me having to, like, be just completely like these dudes and and just acting all freaky, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, police chief said, my guys missed opportunities to verbally de-escalate that thing and change that outcome. Okay. Alright, you ready to move to the next article? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's actually playing the music that sounds good. I don't know. 
Maybe I can't hear it close enough. I can't tell if the guitars are distorted as I hope they are, but it has more energy than a lot of the shit. But maybe if I come close and listen to it, it's gonna sound all mellow and like some wintry mellow indie song. But from far away, it sounds good. And then Putin's Sputnik 5 vaccine debacle causes mayhem. Mm, so people got their fingers chopped off? And that's what the literal definition of mayhem was. People chopping their fingers off and shit, or chopping people's fingers off. But okay, uh, yeah, what, what's this article say? On a chilly Monday morning, the first day of March, airport workers in Kosice, Slovakia, oh, Czechoslovakia, unloaded crates marked Sputnik 5 and stamped with the company boast the first registered COVID-19 vaccine from a military cargo plane that had just landed from Russia. Slovakia's Prime Minister Igor Matovic a media mogul in office for only a year who had earned a reputation as a showman while heading the anti-corruption ordinary people. Mia and third. Slovakia's, where was that? anti-corruption ordinary people and independent personalities party staged a press conference in front of the plane to unveil the surprise that he negotiated in secret with Russian President Vladimir Putin's government 200,000 doses of Sputnik 5 with another 2 million doses on order telling reporters that Slovakia couldn't afford to wait for more vaccines from the European Union. (laughs) Matovic thanked Moscow for its correct approach, adding that the delivery probe that will prove that Russia is a stable partner we can rely on in these hard times. Well, yeah, because a lot of people are so, like, poor, they're sleeping in barns. Of course, they're a staple part. But okay. Matovic promised that the boxes of Sputnik 5 pronounced V, or Sputnik V, Oh, I thought that was a Roman numeral. Would quickly boost the country's inoculation program by 40%. Because Sputnik V is not yet registered with the European Medicines Agency, it is still not widely available in the EU. 
Meanwhile, The Lancet, the prestigious medical journal, recently published results of a study showing that the vaccine had an efficacy rate of 91.6%, which is pretty good, yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The four bio-warfare. I mean, I guess we'll figure out, we'll go on and on the article, read, read more in the article so we can figure out how it becomes the debacle. But there was... So far, it all sounds good. Yeah, but there was... people that want bioweapons. Yeah, but there was one big problem. The contents of those crates did nothing to help Slovaks snuff out the coronavirus. Slovakia's State Institute for Drug Control last week announced that upon inspection, the agency found that the vaccine was different from the one reviewed by Lancet. Uh, so they gave them a different vaccine than the one they requested. Oh, okay. So that's how it got screwed up. Okay. Wah, 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 wah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Should we go on to the next article? Yeah. Because, you know, all that for just to find that out. It's kind of like, okay, they, they were going to get one bioweapon that everybody wanted, and then they got a bioweapon that was even worse. So, okay. Castro regime is coming to an end in Cuba. Oh, wow. What, what happened? What's going on? Cuba's Raul Castro is stepping down as head of its Communist Party. Okay. What was his reason for stepping her? I guess, well, let's just read the article. I, guess, I always ask these questions, and then, you know, so yeah, yeah, what was the article? Say? The, the Communist Party's 8th Congress will begin Friday when it will certify President Miguel Diaz Canal or Canel as the next party's Secretary General and set policy guidelines. Castro and his late brother Fidel Castro have been in power since 1959 since the 1959 revolution and he said in 2018 he expected Diaz Canal to replace him after his retirement in 2021 Diaz Canal 60 represents a new generation and is serving the first of two five year terms as president Okay, so I guess he comes in office in 2021. Yeah, but many analysts believe Castro, who turns 90 in June, will continue to be the most influential figure on the island until his death. Okay. Did you say anything else after that?
Castro's retirement comes as Cuba, one of the last communist-run countries in the world, is facing multiple challenges. Its economy shrank 11% in 2020 due to the pandemic, and it's been grappling with tightened U.S. sanctions and a decline in aid from its ally, Venezuela. The government lacks hard currency to import food and medicine, which means endless lines outside stores when food becomes available and one meal a day for some family. Sucks to live in Cuba. What? Say it sucks to live in Cuba. Well, right. But it's, it's really a lot of it's our fault in the country. Our sanctions have really screwed them over. Again, another reason why I don't, why I disagree with sanctions. Why in general I don't think they're a good idea. But, uh, I mean, that's that, their economy is shrinking. Like, that's, like, when that happens, that's a bad economy. Like, our country gets upset. Oh, Warden, our economy's not growing. Well, as long as our economy's not growing, we're, that's not a bad thing. If our economy shrinks like Cuba, that's a bad thing. Uh, hold up. I'm about to get off the bus. I'm off the bus. Yeah, they are Kyle Chaos. Kyle.